Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Tuesday Dago. So, Dago Show. Whoa. On 88.9. WSIA. Staten Island. 718-982-3060. It's your man Emilio Sparks. This is the Dago Show. On the phone, I got my man Guru. Guru, what's popping? Peace, peace. What's going on, Emilio Sparks? I got my partner with me. Super producer Solar. Peace, Emilio. What I want to know is how did you two collaborate? How did uh how did you guys link up? What was the initial like meeting and how was the, the beat process when you handed him a CD? Well, what was all of that? How did y'all link up? Me and Guru were introduced by a mutual friend and um this is about 2002, going into about 2003, and, you know, we just kind of hit it off as friends, you know what I mean? Like, at that particular time in my life, I really wasn't striving to be a professional music producer, you know what I mean? I, I enjoyed hip-hop music, I grew up on it, being a New York producer, born and bred in New York, not to be confused with any other Solars, P.O.D. Solar. Basically, we just we just hit it off as dudes, you know what I mean? And we, we was doing what dudes do, you know what I mean? I found his life interesting, he found my life interesting, I was working with homeless children at the time when he met me here in New York, and I had done well for myself here in New York, so we just, it's kind of just evolved from there, as friends, and then more or less, Guru's life experience at that time with the labels was just, it just wasn't adding up right, you know what I mean? The math wasn't wasn't coming up correct for him, so, you know, being a friend, being there, seeing it, I was, I was more or less just like, you know, there comes a point where you gotta stop complaining, you need to do something, you know what I mean? And that's to all my heads out there, that's a life lesson, man. I wanna know, what's the thought process that goes into making making your beats because they're i want to say that they're very different from the average hip-hop or rappers uh repertoire of producing as of late especially now with the oversaturation of hip-hop music because i noticed you keep it very very original and you keep it very raw to the true elements so i want to know what's the process and the structure going into making a beat first and foremost i'm a new york producer that means that all the new york greats luminaries you know, Marley Marl, uh, the RZA, Pete Rock, and even till today, even the, you know, the, the, the top gun producers that are out there now, Will I Am and, you know, Storch and Kanye, you know, I can't say that I'm uninfluenced by them, but I'm not over-influenced by them. So I think what, what you get right now to me is that I'm able to appreciate even the works of a Quincy Jones, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of his work I really still study and still find phenomenal. So I, I try to draw on the, the, the influences and then bring my own unique experience to it. So what I draw on is just like, what's knocking? You know what I mean? I like original beats. I like head knocking beats, but I don't necessarily like beats that sound like they were made with a machine. So I like the beats to have more, you know, uh, of, a, of a feel to it. You know what I mean? I like the way the music sounds to go with what the rappers or the singers are singing about. Especially with the Gym Class Heroes remix. I thought that was fresh because I like Gym Class. They're fresh, they're edgy, they're doing something different. They're combining the elements of rock and hip-hop together. What's going to go into Jasmine Taz Volume 4 that processes every other Jasmine Taz album as of now? I would like this answer from both individuals. Well, what Solar did is he brought things to the table that challenged me, you know, different concepts. He doesn't just give me a beat. He'll give me, he'll give me something with a concept. And, and it, it, it enabled me to just, just sit and write and, and work on different flows. And it took the jazz and concept to a new level, especially like after Volume 3. Volume 3 had a lot of different producers on it. It was more like a compilation as far as my criticism of it. I loved that volume, but at the same time, I wanted to make something better. And I knew that just, just having Solar do, do the whole album would be more of a musical journey. So I would say, you know, this one has elements of the first three, but it takes it to new heights. And 
especially for the times we're living in and for what's going on in hip-hop right now and, and, the, and the fact that there's a big void that Seven Grand is filling. I want to bring up something you said before you felt you, you weren't challenged enough anymore and you talked about certain producers just handing you CDs and you felt you weren't you weren't challenged. I'm an MC in the game that's, that's legendary, whatever. A lot of people came and gave me beat. Even Solar and I listened to different beat reels and stuff. It was all stuff that was kind of like everybody's trying to please some A&Rs or everybody's trying to like do what's hot or, or whatever as opposed to something just new and fresh and, and something innovative. And, you know, Solar and I, like you said, were friends for a couple of years and that was even before I even heard his track. So then when we decided to do, put seven grand records together and do the street scriptures, that's when I first started hearing his tracks. And I was like, no, God, where you been hiding all this? And it was perfect for what, for where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. But I could let him elaborate more on that. Guru, you said in an interview a long time ago that I listened to that Jazz is a famous hip hop jazz series put together, which creates acid jazz, neo soul. And one of my favorite tracks off, so far, what I've heard off each album is The Lifesaver. I like the direction of your raps. I like the direction of the track selection. How does that, how does that go into the, the thought process? How does that go into the play where you and Solar together can come up with something that's timeless, like a song like Lifesaver? I get inspired by the tracks. I have different flows and my flows go to the tracks. Jazz and Taz is its own musical genre. When it was first conceived, it came out of everybody sampling jazz and this and that, and that was cool because that was hip-hop. That was 1993 in yeah, its essence. Yeah, exactly. Everyone was, a lot of people were sampling jazz. And I was like, let's take it to the next level, actually get the jazz cats who we sample in the studio. That's what, what I was speaking on. Jazz has its own musical genre, and it spawned other genres like acid jazz. So as it's evolved to volume two, three, and now four, is it elements of R&B came into play, elements of reggae, elements of rock and roll, etc. But with hip-hop and jazz at the basis of it. So it defines itself. Rather than somebody else saying, well, it's this or it's that, it defines itself. So each time you hear a jazz and jazz album, it's going to have different elements. So what Solar did was bring his vast musical talent to the table to add on to what was there and took it to new heights. Well, he definitely did that with the creative process with uh, collaborating with Ronnie Laws, David Sanborn, and Bob James. He has a good knowledge of music, which is very very, very refreshing in hip-hop. Like he said before, he, he wasn't influenced by the Kanye or the Swizzy, but do you feel as a producer that those guys are oversaturating the game and making it very, very cookie-cutter? It's a complex question because I think that Kanye brought something fresh to the table. You know what I mean? Um, I really I really am a fan of his first album. I think that when a producer has that level of success, commercial success, that it puts a certain pressure on his franchise, you know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know that I want to go that route for myself. I, I would rather just stay more truer to an art form and forego all that commercial success than to put that kind of pressure on myself. But I think you're right. I think that, you know, he has to sell millions of records to be successful. I feel that I've committed a success here with Jazzmatazz just in the creativity and what me and Google was able to accomplish in a market that didn't want this. The majors didn't want this album to be made. The majors tried yeah. to prevent us from making this album. So I consider this to be a success because the people love it. But for Kanye, in order for him to be a success, he has to sell millions and millions of records. Solar and I, we, we took meetings and whatnot about this record, and they didn't want that. They wanted me to do 
and wanted me to, you know, do something commercial. I can't picture it, and Solar couldn't picture it, and we had a vision that we wanted to do, and so, and for that, I'm crazy proud, and the fact that we could even put all this together ourselves, too, because all the other jazzmatizers obviously had major labels behind them, major label money, major label promotion, and all of that. Whereas this, we did all of this ourselves. Look at the roster. Damian Marley, Bobby Valentino, plus the three jazz uh, uh, greats that you mentioned, Sanborn, uh, Ronnie Laws, and, and Bob James, plus Karen Wheeler from Soul to Soul, Dion Ferris from Arrested Development, Raheem Devon, Kem, Omar, not to mention, of course, Carmen. For us to put all that together ourselves with our own budget, doing everything ourselves, is, is right, well, definitely... Let me, let, me, let me say this. What Guru is trying to say is that to get two or three of those artists without a major label budget behind you is almost impossible. To get all these artists to be on the album off the strength of the believing in Guru and believing in, in, the, in the music and the concept of Jazz and Taz 4 is, is, a, is a testament, but people are not going to know that. You know what I mean? Because people don't talk about how much money it costs to get artists to be on your record. Well, Guru solidified what hip-hop domineerance is supposed to be. You solidified that years ago when you were in Gangstar. You solidified what an MC should sound like. I started getting my recognition like 93. Yeah. My first album was 89-90, but I didn't get recognition to 93-94. Common, I know him when, when he started, from when he started, and he started the same time. Fat Joe started the same time. Snoop started the same time. But instead, what they do, what people do, is they, they put all the rappers in one category. I, I was shopping deals when Big Daddy Kane was hot. I was shopping deals when DDP was hot. I think what, let me, let me say this, let me see if I can put an angle on it. What's happened is that recently with the emergence of Jazz being so strong and, and the, the ripples that Street Scriptures caused in the industry, because that was our first album, Groove Version 7.0, the Street Scriptures. I think what's happened is that there's been a dedicated campaign by those who don't want to see Groove get back on top to try to cloud what era Groove came out in. So they're actually trying to make Groove seem older or more yeah. dated than he Thank you. you know what happens? I think when, when individuals get pigeonholed, they get crapped on because of the differences. They don't want to go with A, B, and C. They'll go in a different direction and create something that is so much more powerful than actually just making a multi-million dollar check and getting education out to the people and getting a realization of what music actually is. Not a matter of sound scans and multi-platinum hits. That's the importance. And the record labels don't see that. So individuals like yourselves that try to infiltrate and influence individuals to know that there's more out there than a little John. More out there than a rich boy. There's more out there than, than a Mims. We try to show that and we try to educate the people. So I totally agree with 100% with what you individuals are talking about because it does make sense and Jasmine Volume 4 is very refreshing. That's what we need more of because it's like a vote. And as, as Solar and I were speaking about it the other day, it's like media has a vote, the listeners have a vote as well. You know, if hip-hop is to grow in a positive way and to move into the future, these are things that have to happen. There's a worldwide perspective that accounts for this because this album was released, you know, overseas before it was released here. And that the overseas market have embraced Google for many, many years, and now they embrace me. So that means that right now what they're doing is they're looking at what America's going to do with this album. They're looking with a skeptical eye because they've seen America do the wrong thing. But this is one, one time that was such a great album that's so great and so intelligent and so well-reaching and Seven Grand Records being so accessible after an era of these superstar, hedonistic, you know, money mongers that you couldn't talk to. You got to see their bodyguards. You see me and go to the concert, you can just walk up and talk to us. 
We're not hiding behind security. Okay? We're not afraid of the people. We're here. You can vote. Us. You can make this album pop. Or not. And you know what? If not, don't point to the White House. You're going to have to take the blame for this yourself. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> You know what it comes down to? It comes down to the listeners. It comes down to the audience. They they can only be spoon-fed something for so long until it starts to taste sour. Exactly. And if everybody... And what I'm hearing is complaints and that people don't want to be spoon-fed or force-fed. All right? So if they don't, then we're standing here. We've been here. We ain't going nowhere. You know, holler and support. So what's next for the for both of you? What what are any other projects? Some more tours? Uh, well, what's first, going on? First of all, we got a lot more touring. So you know, anybody who wants to know what's popping with that, check the websites www.myspace.com slash guru7gram myspace.com slash solar7gram myspace.com slash gurusjazzmetaz or gurusjazzmetaz.net and also we got the, the mix CD coming next it's, it's, it's crazy we got the, the jazzmetaz mix CD it's like got some of the hottest spitters coming up on there and that's for those heads who don't necessarily need all the singing and all that so so they want to just hear some beats and spits so we got AC Alone Zion I we got um, Nature from Queens version. We got new groups come from Seven Grand that the gods are working with. K-Born and High Power from Philly and, and Young Pablo, Latino rapper from Patterson, New Jersey. And we, we also got Sea Knowledge from Diggable Planets and, and many others. Um, from Seattle, we got the, the Blue Scholars, Common Market. It's, it's off the chain. Seven Grand is a New York label. So right off the top, anybody that's doing anything in New York that, that they feel should be looked at, they should be hollering. You know what I mean? You know what's hard about that? Because a lot of individuals say that and then some of them like they I'm not saying necessarily you gentlemen, but some individuals just fake the funk and say, yeah, 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 we're for this, we're for that, we're for the cause, but then they don't hit you back and they're very, very industry. The bottom line is as, as Naynard is a producer, you know, I can't, obviously I can't sign everybody. Of course. I can't give life to everybody, but certainly I can acknowledge, like if you hit me on my MySpace, I, you know, I answer my MySpace to myself and Google answers his MySpace as much as he can himself, you know what I mean? So we, we definitely, like I said, after the concerts, we stay, we talk, we take demos, we take pictures, we speak, like... You're not going to see me and Guru. I mean, now we're in New York. You know, we're, we're moving around New York. If you see us, we're just hanging. We're just eating, drinking, you know, doing what normal people do. And you roll up, you know, even when we're in the middle of a meal. We'll stop and take pictures and sign autographs. You know That's what what's mean? up, man. I respect you guys. I respect your hustle. I respect your realism. Guru, you're doing great things. People have to get rid of that whole gangstar mentality. That was something that was in the past. Much respect to the past and much respect to where it came from. But now you gotta, people gotta know that you're, you're out to do your own thing and you're, you know, well, and you're you know centering what? yourself for creative always, people. I was always doing jazz with that. that that's the one thing I want to say too. I was always doing that. And that was always a separate thing. And it was never, they were never like put together. And then also, the principles that, you know, gangstar was great. That was a great legacy. But at the same time, are you driving the same car you used to drive five years ago? Exactly. Things got evolved, man. You know, I, you know that was a great, great history. At the same time, all my favorite artists were able to reinvent and recreate, and you know that the fact that I've done it and I've done it and it's credible and it's relevant should be embraced. Okay, and those principles that Gangstar was based on, street knowledge, intellect, spirituality, those are being taken to the next level with seven grand. People just gotta grow, man. It's about growth. You guys are listening to eighty-eight point nine FM WSIA. I got my man Guru, and I got super producer. I'm gonna start calling him the the cynical genius. My man Solar up in the studio. (laughs) That's crazy. I'm I'm gonna start calling you that. That's that's it. We're politicking now, man. Work with that. Work with that. I don't want crap. Milio Sparks calls me the 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 sinister genius. genius. That 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 will carry on. Sparks, keep doing what you're doing. 
you're, you're making your position very, very vital, very important in the hip-hop game. You know, other, other radio stations need to learn from you. Other cats in the game, media people need to learn from you. Keep doing what you're doing. We're going to support you 100%. That's the real hip-hop, man. I appreciate that. Sola, be in touch with me, please. We can definitely yeah. politic and work. I'd love to have you guys in the studio for a couple of hours. We'll have a Q&A session with a live audience. Maybe we can book something with a jazz sure, uh, group. Let's get, let's, get, let's get some freestylers up there, some, some cats from the local scene. We can make let's that happen. All right, let's do that. Thank you guys for calling in. You got my math. Let's make that happen. Peace, y'all. We'll yeah. be back. It's the Dago Show. Peace.